This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so excited to have Lauren Lashley today. Lauren is the wife of Rhett Lashley, Offensive Coordinator for the Miami Hurricanes. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Thank you for having me, Kristen. I really appreciate it. Now, you just moved to South Florida. Walk me through your road to Miami. Where did it start? Where was the first coaching stop, and how did you get there in Miami? Okay, so first stop was Arkansas, um, University of Arkansas, where Rhett was a GA, and then kind of took a couple year um, hiatus from coaching and did something else. That was the year we got married. And so it took a couple of years to kind of build that foundation. And then from there, we went to Auburn as a GA under Coach Malzahn. And then we were there for two seasons and then went to Samford and Birmingham, where Rhett was the OC there under Pat Sullivan, who was um, just an incredible man and um, really enjoyed working under him. And then from there, went to Arkansas State as the OC under Coach Malzahn again. Um, and then on to Auburn uh, with Coach Malzahn again. And we were there for four seasons. And then to UConn um, up in Connecticut. And then down to SMU in Dallas for a couple of years. And then here we are in Miami. Now, Coach Lashley has won a national title named Brule's Assistant Coach of the Year Award in addition to many other accomplishments. But what's it about your husband that catches the eyes of the recruits and earns him the respect among coaches across the country? Um, I would say several things, but the, the ones that stand out to me the most are his faith and his love for the Lord. Um, and then he's a man of character and integrity. Um, he's very wise beyond his years. Um, he has the best personality. He's super outgoing spontaneous, hilarious, always keeps us laughing. Um, He is a relationship guy. He loves meeting people, investing in them, leading them. Um, He's a natural born born leader and people are just drawn to him. So that's the things that I would say um, stand out to me the most. Laura, where did you grow up and did you ever think you would be a coach's wife and a coach's wife at the U? <laughs> Honestly, I, I never in a million years would have thought I would be a football coach's wife. Um, but it's been just an incredible journey. And I, um, I always joke because I always thought that I would marry a pastor or a missionary. But um, I always tell people, it turns out, you know, this is a ministry in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas every job can be, but you just have to look for the right opportunities and use those opportunities in the right way. So it's been a blessing and it's been exciting. And um, being at the U, we're just incredibly blessed and thankful. Such opportunity to pour into young men and that sphere of influence yes. all around you. Now, how did you meet? Take me back to those, I yes. guess, college years, maybe. How did you meet yes. Rhett Lashley? So we actually grew up just down the road from each other. Um, oh, wow. So we knew of each other in high school. Um, We had a mutual friend that he actually grew up with. And then um, he and I were actually in high school together. So um, knew of each other through him, but we didn't actually meet until college. So, and we started dating our sophomore year and um, 
Rhett likes to tell the story because I kind of put him through the ringer for about six months, but oh yeah, it all hard, ended well. Hard to get <laughs> a little bit. Yep. All right. Well, what brought that on? I just, I just wasn't, I wasn't ready for a relationship, and I kind of put him in the friend zone for a little bit, and then. um yeah, I just kind of put him through the ringer a little bit, but I finally came around. He has a, he has another way of telling it. Um, Definitely, but yeah, his recruiting skills. Uh, first, yes, yes, already getting that done. That sure. sales speech already working. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward time. You now have children. I'll let you tell everybody yes. names and we ages. have. Yeah, so we have two sets of twins. And I always have to repeat myself because people are like, wait, what? Um, yes, two sets of twins. Um, I'll just say, I stalked so that on social media. I went, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you have two sets Yes. Um, yeah, so we have twin boys who are nine and a half, Thomas and Hudson. And then they're in third grade. And then we have twin girls who are, um, they're going to be four next month, but Rowan and Scarlett. Wow. And that always, um, whenever the boys were three months old, I'll never forget it. He was like, you know, we're gonna have twin girls next. And I just about threw something at him across the room. Cause I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then fast forward, I'm like, we're at the ultrasound. And he's like, there's two and they're girls. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And sure enough, wow. there they were. <laughs> wow. That has yeah. to be such a challenge to two people needing you at all times and then Uh when you're having another set of two another two Mm -hmm. the same age the same stage is I can't imagine how hard that would be it's challenging I'm not gonna lie we call it the zoo for a reason it's fun never a dull moment around this house that's for sure I saw in an interview he recently called you in a very kind and respectful way Mm -hmm. the zookeeper right (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah we openly discuss how it's total a zoo just just a zoo. We call it the Lashley Zoo. Are you one of these people that just really easy flow with it? Are you structured and like very scheduled or a little of both? Um, uh, Honestly, a little bit of both. I think in the beginning I was super structured and followed everything to a T and everything had to be scheduled and this and that. But I found out really quick with four kids and just the ages and just the, the different dynamics and Um, responsibilities I just had to kind of let go of the reins a little Mm. so there is structure but there's also go with the flow at times Mm. too so and Rhett helps me with that because he's Mr. go with the flow spontaneous and so where I can be structured and uptight in certain areas he's like hey let's do it this way and I'm like oh yeah that's so much easier and smarter so we're a good balance there a good team now let's talk about Mm -hmm. that team on game day uh, mm-hmm. I have some game day questions for you, a little groupy okay. questions for all of the fans that do listen to the show. So how many <laughs> ticket requests do you get on a weekly basis? It varies depending on the games, but um, I will say our house is pretty much, we have a revolving door where we constantly are having people in, uh, which we love, um, whether it's family or friends, we have people in every weekend. Um, but I'm expecting now that we're down in paradise that we're going to probably have more than normal amount showing right. up this season. Yeah. Definitely. So we're now, looking forward to that. What's a home game look like for you? Do you get to the stadium really early? Do you tailgate? You have four children under the age of nine mm-hmm. or maybe even mm-hmm. eight last fall. So what does that mm-hmm. look like for you? So I'll just be honest. I get super nervous on game days. Um, I start out my days. I'll, 
have my coffee, have my quiet time. Um, and then I always get to pray over Rhett before he leaves the house. I am not a tailgater, whereas some wives have their tailgates. I typically just go straight into the stands and watch warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my boys go with me. My girls, they went to a couple games last year, but they're not quite there. I'm, I give props to the the moms, the wives who take all of their kids, the, the little itty-bitties. Um, but I get kind of into it and a little bit intense at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, yep, y'all are going to stay home until you kind of understand what's going on. <laughs> you sound competitive. I now. love it. Yes. I'm super competitive. My boys get it now. Like they know they're like, okay, leave mom alone right now. And then it's just funny. Um, so yeah, don't typically tailgate, but I'll, I'm up for hanging out after and doing whatever, but before games, I'm, it's, you know, it's kind of like a work day for, for me too, I guess. (laughs) Do you travel to the away game sometimes when you can? Yeah, I do. Um, It kind of just depends on where we are. If um, I'm able to go, yes, I'm there with bells and whistles on it whenever I can go. How about recruiting? Do you like that aspect of it? I know it can be Mm -hmm. stressful. It can be exhausting. He travels a lot or, or do you get into that piece of it? Rhett keeps me posted on all that. Um, it's funny because like sometimes I'll just be in the kitchen cooking or something and he'll just hand me the phone and be like, here, it's so-and-so's mom. I'm like, oh, hey. Yes. <laughs> um, and, but I, I really enjoy that part of it, just kind of getting to know them. And um, as far as like getting stressed, typically before signing day, um, if Rhett is stressed about a player, we might stress a little bit. But for the most part, um, you know, there's a mutual confidence kind of in their relationship. and he's got a good foundation built with them. And so usually we're kind of smooth, easy, smooth sailing into signing day, which is, which is good. You've been a part of a lot of ball games. What's been your mm-hmm. most fun ball game experience you've been a part of? Um, so we've been blessed to be um, a part of two different national championships. So I would have to say those two, um, 2010, the Fiesta Bowl, which was in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and then we beat Oregon that year and the boys were three months old so they got to go on that trip with us which was fun and then 2013 was the Rose Bowl in Pasadena Um, we lost that one unfortunately but it was still a really good time and a a really cool bowl to be a part of wow very very cool Mm -hmm. now personally do you work outside of the home do you stay at home I stay at home with my kiddos Um, yeah so that they're kind of a full-time job in itself um, but I'm just thankful and blessed to be able to do that. Now, I know that there's highs, like you mentioned, of being in a national championship mm-hmm. game, and then there's the lows of actually losing it, too. I mean, you have high highs and low lows in this industry and what mm-hmm. we do. It's it's so personal to us. Has there been mm-hmm. some adversity that you feel like you've faced and as a mm-hmm. couple or even on the coaching field or off of it? Has there been something you've walked through, and what did you rely on to get through those moments? Sure. I think we've all definitely faced that. Um, You know, like you said, like not all seasons are winning seasons um, and not all moves are easy moves or make sense to everyone else. Um, But in this profession, you have to have your confidence in the Lord first because the games will be lost. You know, the articles will be written. Fans are going to say stuff. But when your faith and your confidence are grounded in truth, And the things of, you know, earth won't shake that. Um, And we really had to learn that the hard way. So, you know, being stripped of all of your confidence 
um, and then really trying to figure out who you are. And for me, trying to figure out who I was um, as a wife, because it's, it's easy to lose your identity in your husband's job. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to relearn like who I was and what Lauren enjoyed. And um, I had to learn that I am just a mo- as much a part of this equ- equation as he is. Um, for this ship to smooth, to sail smoothly, sorry. <laughs> um, but ultimately, um, just had to rely on the Lord to get us through those hard times and into, to lean into each other. So, those types yeah. of experience changed you at all? You obviously say you approach things differently now. And mm-hmm. Are there any specific ways you do that? Um, I think just times of adversity are just times of growth. Um, while it's not easy being in the midst of it, you know that there is joy, you know, knowing that you're going to come out on the other side of it better. Um, I always think of adversity as like the process of refining silver, Mm. you know, the heat has to be just right. And the process is tedious, but at the right moment, beauty is revealed. And so that's how I see adversity. It's really hard in the midst of it, but at the end of it, you're better and stronger because of it. Now, I meant to look this stat up before we got started, and I forgot to look this up. How many Mm -hmm. years have you been a coach's wife? Uh, 13th. This is our 13th year. Okay. This is your 13th Mm -hmm. year of being a coach's Mm -hmm. wife. What advice would you give to a first-year coach's wife who has turned this podcast on for the very first time? Kind of of piggybacking on the same thing I just said. I would say don't lose who you are in this process. You're a team. It takes both of you. And also one thing I learned um, after a couple of years of being a coach's wife is get outside of your comfort zone. Say yes, you know, when it's easier or more comfortable to say no. Um, you know, get involved, get meet people. Um, I tend to be more of a homebody, but I found out really quick you're going to be super lonely um, if you don't get outside of your comfort zone. and and do things you didn't, you wouldn't normally do. Mm, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's easy to be like, Hey, let's just do this. And you're kind of mm-hmm. in survival mode or there's mm-hmm. times as a coach's wife, you don't know how long you would be in a place and you don't mm-hmm. go full all the way in. And yes. really the person that's missing out is you, the coach's wife, that, yes. you know, you're missing support from a community mm-hmm. that might would really love it to be around your family. Yeah. And, and you know, so many a, friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it expands your sphere of influence. You know, you talked about mm-hmm. it being the reason you guys do this is to impact young yeah. men and faith. And it's just, you know, it's, I love what you said right there, which is mm-hmm. get all the way in, you know, immerse yourself mm-hmm. in the community. It can be harder. Sure. It's easier just to like, Oh, you know, we're good. We're going to sit right here. But mm-hmm. um, that's good. Now you have been a backbone to very successful coach in this industry. And I ask this to every wife that's on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there something that you've done and it's hard cause you're going to have to brag on yourself, but, or at least try <laughs> to do that. You feel like it's maybe had a contribution to his success. Um, and just your lives as a family. The biggest thing for me is just to encourage and affirm him. Um, there've been times that we're like, man, this is like, is this worth it? Like, and I'm like, yes, like you're walking in your calling and just affirming him in his role. Um, and they need that from us more than anything else. And just, um, a big part of their confidence stems from that. Um, like I said, in the Lord, but also from us, like, Mm. 
we they need that from us more than anyone else. So when they come home after a tough game or, you know, whatever it may be, we're there, we're standing firm and tell them that we believe in them no matter what. Um, and then also just like instead of complaining through the hard stuff, finding the good in it with every move, it's not easy, but choosing to see the good mm-hmm. and finding the joy in the midst is key to his success. That's wisdom right there. That's good stuff. Now, if you could wave a magic wand <laughs> and change one thing about this life that we live, what would that be? What do you think is the toughest part about being a coach's wife? Uh, honestly, I, I don't know that I would change that much. I mean, yes, the hours can be hard um, and it can be lonely. Um, there's times where you're a single parent um, mm-hmm. when you're going to those um, teacher conferences to get by yourself or whatever, um, sporting events. Um, but like I said before, you just have to get plugged in. And for me, it's like a Bible study or find that group of moms through your kid's school or whatever it is, but finding that piece is, is super important. Um, so I don't know if I would change anything, um, but just finding your group and your support. There's a lot of pressure in this business. There's a lot of things that are said on social media. Are there a handful of things that you do remind him of when those things pop up in your newsfeed or things that people Mm -hmm. say, those highs and lows of coaching football? I'm always going to point him back to scripture, you know, whether I leave a Bible verse for him or text him. I already mentioned this, but I always pray for him and pray over him before every game and just make sure that he knows that we are in this and that I'm his biggest fan, no matter what the scoreboard reads at the end of the day. Do you have any traditions after a big win? So we kind of changed it up, honestly, every year. Um, Last year, we went to (laughs) Bahama Bucks after every win. Um, (laughs) So this year, I don't know, like we've like done pizzas every year. Um, so we'll just, we're just going to have to play it by ear and see what we come up with this year. <laughs> There's always something random though. Yeah, it is. Okay. So traditions, um, I mean, part of the staff, things you enjoy doing mm-hmm. with the wives and the staff you've been a part of? Honestly, just getting to know all of them um, at practices, scrimmages, games, um, wives trips are fun. Um, monthly birthday dinners. We did that at SMU this last um, past couple of years. Kate Dykes was awesome about getting everybody together. And so I just, I, we just had a, the best staff and I'm looking forward to getting to know the, the staff here. Um, but just doing like monthly little get togethers. I absolutely love just mm-hmm. getting to know the kids and getting the kids together. Now, do you find it difficult sometimes to find childcare when you move to a new area? Is there, do you have any tips for that? For the practical, like how do you move to a completely new city from Dallas to Miami? And it's not like a small mm-hmm. town. I mean, it's, big city. So what's been your best trick on learning to connect with people you trust? Honestly, that's like my first like business to, to kind of take care of because um, I know that I'm going to feel more at ease whenever I, whenever I have my kids taken care of. Um, but typically I just reach out to the, the other wives and kind of get um, recommendations and then I'll kind of interview them on, you know, after that. Um, but luckily we've, when we've moved, we've always had people kind of reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And so we found some incredible, incredible babysitters through the years. And in fact, we still stay connected with a few of them. So I know that I could call them and they'd be here at a moment's notice um, to help out. But yeah, that, that is hard just moving to a new city and not knowing really anyone and 
Um, so it's just, you know, we kind of just have to take it step by step and it all falls into place every time. It's just getting it done and getting it figured out. Do you have a coach's wife mentor? So there's not just one. I would say all of them that I have been under, I just kind of take pieces of each wife. And I've been fortunate to be under um, a few really great wives who I've soaked in their wisdom and knowledge. Um, Kate Dykes was the last one we were just under. And then, um, you know, Christy Malzahn and Jean Sullivan, she's precious gift. Um, so there's, they have all just kind of spoken life and truth and wisdom. And so that I've been just very fortunate to, to be under those, those yes. wives. Those are phenomenal. Two yeah. of those have been on my podcast. So amazing yeah. lineup there that you've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, another piece yeah. of this is, you know, you talked about it impacting that circle of influence around you, those players, or are there some things that, mm-hmm. um, you enjoy doing to kind of help them meet your kids and reach out to them as a family? As much as we can have them over for dinner, um, that that's our favorite thing to do. Um, and our kids love just playing football with them in the yard. And um, But just as far as like getting to know them, um, calling or texting, um, giving little birthday goodies when we can. And I'm, I'm missing that piece right now, just not being able to, to really reach out much right now. But um, looking forward to doing that piece here soon. Um, but yeah, we, we really enjoy that aspect of this profession for sure. And just for my listeners now, I'm recording this while we're all quarantined in COVID. So um, we just <laughs> have to release it at some point, but yeah, we, it's a change the scope of how we do everything. Mm-hmm. And one of that, we feel like part of our families are not able to be around us right now. So that's even tough mm-hmm. for these um, student athletes. These young men are a part of our families. What are some things you try to do with Rhett to stay connected during the season? That's, that's mm-hmm. awfully hard. And then during recruiting too, when they're traveling a ton. Yeah. Um, so we typically try to do a weekly date night. Um, so like we'll go to a movie or dinner, just we try to set aside at least one night kid free. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that's been a really good thing for us. Um, and then right after signing day, we always go skiing with our kids. So we kind of set aside like time for us and then we set time aside for our kiddos. Um, and that's been a really good balance for us. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now what's a task you have done that people might not realize would be the responsibility of a coach's wife? Really just that we're really involved from recruiting to relationships with players, um, entertaining on game days. Um, and as I mentioned before, you know, you're just kind of a single mom throughout the year and anything school related with kids or sports or whatever. Um, I actually went into labor with my boys and Rhett was on the field hundreds oh of miles away. Gosh. Um, so sometimes you go into labor on your own <laughs> and you're praying that he makes it back. Oh so, my word. Did he, he make it back? He did. I oh. labored for 15 hours, so he had plenty of time to get back. Oh my um, word. But yes, yeah, he this did. This must have been during a fall. Yes, it was September. Oh yep. my goodness. Oh sure wow. Was. And it was, it was an exciting game. season. Yes. <laughs> yep. You had mm-hmm. twins in football season. 
Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> it's, <pretty hard. laughs> it's, a, it's a true story. Yeah, he would come home about 2 a.m. in the morning and I'd be up feeding them and may or may not have been crying. <laughs> yes, yes. Talk about trying to find your support system. You're like, I need some mm-hmm. help. I mean, wow. Uh-huh. That's yes, hard. yes, I did. Now, my next question, yeah, your survival <laughs> mode. Now, my next question is supposed to be, do you get any downtime? But it really feels like you probably <laughs> never do. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of downtime. Um, but when I do, I love just going to grab lunch with my friends or uh, going to a movie. Um, I'm kind of artsy. I like painting. Um, I love playing piano. Um, yeah. So I don't have a t- whole lot of free time, but I think this fall, once my girls get, they're going to go five days a week. So I'll get a little more time come this fall. And then who knows, maybe you'll start seeing my painting skills on Instagram or something. Yay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'll take one. I have no skills with that. Is it concerned at all? I love that kind of thing. Um, okay. So what would I don't you know say? If skills, but. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> What would you say is the most rewarding aspect to you about being a coach's wife? I would say it's kind of a twofold answer. I would say um, seeing my husband walk in his calling um, and just having the opportunity to pour into and invest into these young men's lives um, and just seeing them come in, you know, more as boys and then shaping them into men. Um, And then on the other side, watching these young men walk in their potential and achieve success on and off the field. Um, those are definitely up there for me, for sure. Okay. Rapid fire questions for you. Ready? Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> What's the last book you've read? Um, Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. Coach surprises you, walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Um, Hillsong United or random Jim Gaffigan. He's oh, like yes. the funniest guy ever. Yes. We love him. So. Everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house. What's the ugliest thing you own? Um, like my bathrobe, maybe. Yeah. Rhett would definitely say my shower cap. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I'm not throwing that away though. <laughs> no, no. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would it be? Definitely someone from the Bible. I would say. Moses, Peter, David, somewhere in that, somewhere in there. Love it. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? This is us. Yes. You're my kind of girl. Uh Yes. Oh my gosh. It's one of those I just fall every time. Every time I cry. Mm -hmm. But then it's one of those things where it's like I count down to Mm -hmm. crying again at this show. Like it's, yeah, it's the writers are just genius. I just don't know how else to say it. I just Mm -hmm. love it. Yep. What's your go-to meal to cook when you're running the kids around town? Oh, spaghetti. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) What sport can you beat Coach Lashley in? He would totally laugh because he's, I can hear him in the back of my mind right now laughing (laughs) because I can't beat him in any sport. But I would say cross country, hands down. I could whip him. What's your go-to snack? Uh, Cliff Bar. Cliff Bar. Okay, you're on mm-hmm. like on vacation on the road. You're gonna go Cliff Bar. You're gonna like your yeah. trip. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna, yeah, typically. Are you like a health food to, person? Uh, 
Uh, maybe a little. You mean like in the car road snack? Yeah, let's go. Let's go car road snack. Well, you're not gonna bust I'm out like totally ranch Doritos. Nothing like. Oh well, that too. I, peanut M and no, I like my sweets. I like my sweets. Okay. No, if I'm gonna go that route, it's caramel M and M's. Okay, caramel M and M's. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've had those. Oh my gosh! Don't try them. <laughs> don't do it. You'll be addicted for life. <laughs> This was not all my so questions, good. but I am improvising. I want to know your favorite <laughs> fast food restaurant. Ooh, Chick-fil-A, hands yes. down. Okay, you know we hands would be down. best friends right now. You just busted out Chick-fil-A oh, um, and this is us. Uh-huh, yep. I, yeah. I, like, I could legit eat Chick-fil-A every day. If you had a superpower, what would that be? Snap my fingers and bedtime routine for all of my kids is done. <laughs> They're all clean. Their teeth are brushed. They've been read to prayed over and then yep yeah nobody's getting out of their beds mom i need one more hug and kiss mom i need a glass of water mom i need this mom 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 it has to take you like an hour at least hour and a half like when you get done with supper and that many kids what do you think i mean how long does it take Mm -hmm. you like an hour oh gosh hour and a half (laughs) i don't even know sometimes it depends i've got one little girl who just those nights drag on and on, but we all cater to her. We're like, yes, ma'am. What else do you need? <laughs> she runs our show. There's always one in the in the family. There's always that one. Yep, we got that one. What would your walk up song be? We will survive. Yes. Um, but honestly, I don't know. I could name so many. Depends on the day, but I kind of like "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. Yeah. I'm just yeah. gonna shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Lauren. This has been too much fun. It has. Thank you so much for having me on. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.